Intro music. That's not it. What? He's no good to me, Dad. Intro music. Intro music. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. Bounty hunting is a complicated profession. It is, especially when Navarro is basically a Sunday school now. <laughs> so it becomes a lot more complicated when when they burn down your bounty hunter guild and they build a they build an elementary school there. They put an elementary school in its place. <laughs> and here we are for yet another one uh, of banter, Beskar and Bantha Milk. We are a Mandalorian podcast coming we at you sure live are. wherever you get your podcast. Well, not live. I guess that's the whole point of live podcasts. on Memorex. Yeah, exactly. You could you can catch us on VHS on uh, on Laserdisc. <laughs> Laser disc. Uh, remember those laser discs? Were you I teaching do. My friend had when a they disc. when they were using laser discs? I wasn't teaching. I was still in like in college? college age. Okay. Yeah. So my friend had one of those, and then he got the second laser disc, which automatically record flipped the disc wow. over for you, so you could play both sides. Yeah, that's amazing. That's technology. Yeah, the nineties. It was were a, technology. Were a heck of a time. It was amazing. But here like we are records. in 2020 yep. talking Mandalorian, uh, right? And you obviously, since it's 2020, you don't have to check us out on Memorex, but you can nope. check us out on Twitter and on Instagram and on Facebook and all the social meds. All those social meds. Yes, please check us out. Bantha Milk on uh, Twitter, Bantha Milk Podcast on Facebook and on Instagram. Bantha Milk yes. Podcast at gmail.com. And you can check out all of our uh, former episodes wherever you get your pods. We have a lot of episodes now, Rob. We have a lot of episodes now. I think this is number 30. Oh, man. 30 the big episodes. 3-0. Yeah, big 3 wow. yeah. And speaking of a uh, big episode, uh, this is a big episode, too, because you have a new guest behind you there. I do have a new guest behind me. He's, he, he looks like There's he's having my a hand. good time. Let me see right there. He's uh, you, he You does can see not who come. that new uh, guest is if you watch us on YouTube, you know. That's right. Check us out on YouTube. Uh, just look up Bantha Milk Podcast, and you'll find us on YouTube. That's right. Uh, our good buddy Norman is with us. Norman the child. Norman the child. And funny thing is, our friend from work who named the, her child, her the child, Norman, she took a picture of her Norman wearing this very cute uh, snowman reindeer hat and sent it to me. And I put that out on all of our social meds. That's right. And it's blowing up on Instagram. Oh, yeah. People left and right are loving it. Putting left little hearts right. next we to it. We must have at least, right. at least three or four likes on that bad boy. No. It's like 12 or wow, 13. Wow, for us, we're yes. going viral. Boom. We are going viral right now. So make right sure now. you share that. Share that on your Insta stories. Send it out to all your tweeters and your tweetums. Um, yep. We're really hip with the local lingo and the and the youth, we sure are the age when the... you go into the interwebs. <laughs> but check anyway, it out on the interwebs. Yeah, and... while you're checking them out on the interwebs, you can also check out our friends over at Ears Up Network. They're our our mothership oh, yes. of our podcast. Our mothership. Network. <laughs> That's right. Um, our good friends. And uh, speaking of the mothership, Ears Up. Did Jason send you a text message from last week? No, he did no, not. Send he didn't me a listen message. to our he show. He did not listen. What was the word? He didn't. Sassafras. Sassafras. That's a good word. Did Sassafras. I think of that word? It sounds like a word I would have You did. <laughs> yes, you thought of that word. Well, Jason, and, if uh, you're listening to this week's episode, you need to go to last week's episode and find the, the magic word to prove to us that you actually listen. And even not just for Jason, comment down below with the word of the week. This week's word is Murgatroyd. Murgatroyd. Is that a real word? 
Murgatroyd is a real word. What does it mean? When we were kids, that was the uh, the special word. My brother and I. If oh, you got a cat? I do. Like what the safety protocol? You don't have kids, so you don't know these things. But if somebody comes up to your kid when you're not around and says, "Oh, your mommy." just was in a car accident and she needs me to take you to the hospital. This is what bad guys would do to abduct your children. Okay. We were told, ask them what the secret word is. And if they didn't know it was Murgatroyd to run away from them. Okay. So, so the Jason, secret word, Jason, Murgatroyd, the word of the day. And for the rest of you as well, the, the rest word of, of the you. day is Murgatroyd. We need to Murgatroyd. see hundreds of comments down below saying yes. Murgatroyd. I'm Just at any given it. time, hashtag Murgatroyd on any one of our social meds, and we'll know that you listen to this show. That's right. And we are we are waiting anxiously for that, right? So make sure you check us out. Make sure you check out Ears Up. Make sure you check out their Patreon. Yes. Uh, any, yes. Anything you give them helps us as well because sure does. when we need equipment, you know, they've, they've hooked us up in the past. So check them out. They're, if you're big into Disney, they are fabulous. Obviously, you're probably here with us today because you're big mm-hmm. into Star Wars. Right. Uh, So if you're a new listener, do make sure you check out all of our back catalog. We have a whole uh, season last season of us breaking down every episode. And if you get caught up on all of our old episodes, then you can watch the new episodes and see how wrong all of our guesses were. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) Which is always fun. Although we were pretty good with guesses from last week to this week. Yeah, it looks like Um, this week we got a pretty solid firm grounding on it. Uh, so maybe we're starting to figure out our good friends, John and Dave Filoni and John, uh, what's John's Favreau, Favreau. John Favreau, Dave Filoni. We're starting to figure out the way they're thinking or that, or they're finally starting to hear our podcast and going, man, these guys have better ideas than we do. (laughs) That's right. We we need to incorporate some of this stuff into, into this whole project. Our ideas. That's right. (laughs) I agree with that a hundred percent. Oh boy. Um, so yes. So, uh, Ears up, ears up in depth. Check out both of those shows. Then our our sister shows. These guys, these guys are jerks, but listen to them anyway. Uh, the Taco Supreme, or otherwise known as the Supreme Resort. Um, they we, are the most delicious sounding of all of the podcasts in yes. our network. And then their other one, Scraping the Vault. They have two shows uh, over there. They also are having a game night tomorrow night, Saturday night. So check out their Facebook page. If you want to hop into a game night with them, and you might even see Nick and I there, maybe, maybe not. Um, but check out a game night with them. They have some fun. I've done it a couple of times, and it's good times. Actually, I so, uh, think I missed a little bit of a game night. I'm going to do a quick shout-out here. Some buddies of mine from the saxophone world actually take a oh listen. Oh, boy. Yeah, right? If you can imagine, there's a world of us. Um, they actually listen to the show, and uh, we were they invited me to join them in a game of Star Wars RPG, which I've never done before. Uh, okay. Sounds like a blast. Um, I think we were supposed to start last night, but being a teacher in 2020, uh, yeah. it just wound up not happening. So if you're out there, friends, uh, I did not forget about you, and I apologize I missed that. Let's play some. Uh, and we might have some of them come on the show at one point, too. Uh, we, we do like to have new voices on, on our show, right? Uh, yep. Gets, gets new uh, blood into this show. Uh, last season, in between last season and this season, we had a lot of guests join us and talk Star Wars. Um but so, yeah, keep keep your eyes and ears open for for new stuff coming from that. We do have some fact checks from our last okay. week's show. Excellent. Uh, right. So we do Hit have with it. Uh, our, our resident fact checker, Doug, was Doug. what I what I love now is he's really embraced 
this fact checking mantle that's been thrust upon him. And I feel like awesome. I feel like he's when while he's listening, I'm getting like a live feed of like his feedback <laughs> as he goes. Uh, You're getting text messages every 10, 15 minutes of, oh, this is wrong. Or this is wrong. That's right. But, but the most important thing he said was that he he affirmed my theories about hyperspace travel. Right. Remember okay. in last week's uh, episode, we were talking about how hyperspace works and you have to be at light speed and it puts you in a different dimension. Well, that is, in fact, the way it works. They use a different dimension. Um, also, we had talked about Death Watch because last week we learned a little bit about the children of the watch with. Uh, yes. Our boy, Kyle, who some people call Din Djarin being a child of the watch. Um, but I guess Death Watch was uh, sort of in Rebels. They were mentioned and they became the. Excuse me, Imperial Super Commandos, uh, which were in Rebels directly, right? So, yeah, we do see okay. how some Mandalorians started kind of working for the Empire. Um, and, awesome, And as yes. I'm kind of reading this, I'm realizing we haven't even had a, a celebratory drink of our Bantha Milk yet. This one's for you, Bantha Milk, back to you guys. Yes, indeed. I'm once uh, again drinking the 2-1-A blah, 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 because I need some double IPA. After this long and, uh, week. Yeah, and I'm still on a bullet. Uh, and my buddy Joe, who I'll mention here in a second, uh, is probably going to be like, you're still on that same bottle? Yeah, I'm still on that same bottle. This is what I, it's, it's okay. I'm milking it out. It was a big bottle, right? But It was uh, a big bottle. Joe actually uh, is a, a listener as well and a buddy of mine. And he mentioned that uh, you remember last week I had, was talking about the uh, kind of Hydra-esque way that yes. Empire feels like it's been with the the kind of the, the, the cyanide capsule thing. Apparently... Yes. Uh, the guy who bit down on the electronic cyanide was on Agents of Shield as an agent of Hydra. Oh, very cool! And his name is uh, very, I very guess, cool. Titus Welliver. I, I yeah, I that was his. That's him. his real name. Yeah, that was the guy that I said was also in uh, Roush or something like that. Okay. That was the other show that yes, he was in. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. So just just an interesting tidbit that they had him do such an interesting little. Uh, uh, that is funny. Very uh, Hydraism, I guess. Very Hydraism when he was on another Hydra show. So that is of course, funny. as far as mistakes for the episode go, uh, our good our good fact checker uh, Doug gave us the good old space balls. We ain't found right, you know. So, uh, <laughs> very good. Yeah. So I think we had a, we're we're getting up better. We're on the right track. We're, we'll see yes, if I can we're give doing Doug a little bit some, better research, some more information uh, to to unravel in this episode because this was a great episode today. This was a great episode today, but uh, I also have some Star Wars news. There's but Star since Wars the episode, news. there was there's a lot of Star Wars news this week actually. Imagine. But since this episode was so good and so uh, so in depth, um, I'm just going to give you all the headlines for Star Wars news. Let's hear them. Okay, so first let's get our Star Wars news. <laughs> news it's all done good all nice. right so here's the headlines <laughs> are you ready i'm ready baby yoda goes to space that's the, the first that. headline that was i was very excited about that headline yes so for those of you that don't know uh the latest tesla rocket ship that just launched into Res space resilience right resilience they took a baby yoda with them so that way when they got into zero gravity they let him go so you could see baby yoda floating around in space yep. so that was pretty cool uh, the next headline, Gina Carano, we all know her as Cara Dune. She's a Republican, or at least has a lot of Republican-esque beliefs. She said a bunch of things, very like uh, Donald Trumpish type of comments, and so everybody wants her fired from the show who apparently don't agree with what she said. 
Yeah, um, I, I didn't read too much into that. I definitely saw some headlines and went. I just want to. I just want to watch the Mandalorian. Exactly. That's all I want to watch. Um, and on that note, I also think. Uh, at the end of the first season, we lost two. I don't want to say main characters, two big supporting characters. Sure. Maybe uh, Cara Dune doesn't last to the end of this season. I don't know. They're they're really building her character up. We saw a lot of a lot of character development in her uh, in this episode today. So we'll see kind of where that goes. But she did send out some <coughs> uh, cryptic tweets a couple months ago. That said, working with these Star Wars guys was awesome. I'm going to... I don't know if she said I'm going to miss it, but something along those lines. So maybe she hints at it. So who knows? We'll see. Uh, Lego Star Wars Holiday Special will leave you forgetting about the first holiday special. Oh, yeah? Is that that a good good one or a bad one? Yeah. Oh, yeah. This was fun. I watched it. Oh, did you watch it? I haven't gotten a chance yet. I did see they released it. Yeah, it it came out like on Wednesday or Thursday or something like that. It was very funny. Um, they travel through time, so that's how they're able to see just about every single main character from all of the movies right. and the Mandalorian. They go to Mandalorian time as well. Okay, so it was it was very good. It was fun. Awesome. Um, yep. Star Wars hotel opening in Disney World. Ooh. Disney has released, uh, and I'm sure our good friends over at Ears Up Podcast will talk about this. They released some pictures. Of the cabins that you will be staying in if you cabins. stay in the Star Wars, yes, yeah, Star Wars hotel. So I don't want a cabin; I want a room. Yeah. So the, here's the deal with this: it's like two thousand dollars a night. That's expensive. You, it's a two night stay or something like that. Um, and when you go, you basically you're immersed in the Star Wars world. You're not going like you normally go to Disney and then go to the parks and then go to Epcot and all this stuff. You walk in and for two days you are on set basically. Okay. Um, so you're sounds in the exhausting. hotel. Sounds very exhausting. They, they, you learn how to uh, build your own lightsaber. They have a special tour that takes you to uh, Savi's workshop and to um, the Star Wars land in uh, Animal Kingdom, not Animal Kingdom, Hollywood Studios. Right. So it's all this, but it's like completely immersive. You don't even like leave the hotel to do other things. You're just there for like two straight days. Okay. And then when your two day hotel stay there is over, then you go to a different hotel, but they showed some really cool pictures. It looks neat. I don't know if I'm going to, I don't know. You have to be like a huge star Wars fan to commit two whole days to this. I think, listen, I'm a huge Um, star Wars fan and it's not about the two days so much as the $2,000 for me. Yeah. Yeah, well, the official price hasn't been released, but it's going to be super expensive. It's Disney, Disney and it's fully immersive for 48 straight hours. Because Disney is the happiest place on Earth if you can afford it. (laughs) (laughs) And if you can't, there's credit cards. Yeah. Uh, Two more. uh, Star Wars coming to Minecraft, which is very exciting, especially since Nick just started playing Minecraft, so I'd be very excited. You can get some Star Wars skins and planets and stuff like that, so that's pretty fun. And the final news, Anthony Daniels wants to be in The Mandalorian. I mean, so do I. So do I. I, mean, I said it first. Why, why does I Anthony Daniels get to have the dibs? I know, right? Just because he said has it. been in a bunch of Star Wars. I don't think that's Just fair. like every Star Wars movie, episode, TV show. He's kind of hogging it, don't you think? He is. I think so. I think he should share. I think he should let us 
be in the Mandalorian. If you think that Anthony Daniels should let me or Rob be in the Mandalorian, please email your representatives. That's right. And John email, Favreau. <laughs> email John Favreau at FavreauJ at StarWars.com. That's right. And send him an email and say, Rob and Nick should be in the Mandalorian. And, and that's <laughs> as soon as they serve you your papers for your uh, restraining order, <laughs> you'll get your answer. You'll get your answer. There we go. So that's the end of Star Wars news. I'm going to play the outro again. And there we go. All right. So that's Star Wars news. Beautiful. Just beautiful. Mm-hmm. And now the piece de resistance, right? Oh, thank you. The goodness. reason you've all come here. And again, this is your one and only warning. We are going to be in spoiler territory, spoiler zone, spoiler country, spoiler city if you will, for the next right. 25 to 35 minutes while we discuss the most recent episode of The Mandalorian, The Siege, right? And we're going to open right up at the very beginning, right? Because number one, uh, I think the real star of this episode was our boy, the child, Norman. Oh, my goodness. Uh, your boy back there. Uh, he is Little just Norman. He's really coming into his own. He's getting a personality. Um, <laughs> yes, he is. He's definitely bigger this season than he was last season. Um, yes. So they're definitely showing him growing. And the fact that we're seeing him like be talked to and like <laughs> like he's, he's trying to fix the ship. Oh, it was a stare. It was a great way to start. Oh, my gosh. Episode him trying to fix the ship. Did it remind you of baby Groot? Yes. Uh, with the bomb. Yep. This button. No, this, not no, that not button. that button. Yes. This button. <laughs> Absolutely. The red not. wire, the blue wire. Oh, and man. then he was like, don't touch them together. And he was like, <laughs> <laughs> It was ex- so. it was absolutely great, and then the smoke just kind of comes out. Yeah, that was a very dad moment. Dad trying to yes. teach the teach his uh, child how to fix the the radiator or something. And then that's right, trying to change the oil on the on the car. That's right. You will learn how to do this at only fifty years old. You will learn how to change the oil on the car. Yep. So, yeah, that was a very cute, great uh, opening scene. No, not that one. No, this one. No, not that one. And then as the over smoke over comes again. out, he goes, "Are you okay?" <laughs> you okay? All right. And he was like, it was worth a shot. Yeah. All right, here we go. So, yeah. So, it was a great, a nice gag to start the uh, start the episode. A nice, nice fun way to start the episode. Then, uh, oh, when it's, when the Razor Crest is flying through space, same sound effects as Millennium Falcon when that was sputtering. Really? Same exact sound effect. Interesting. Yes. I did not mm-hmm. catch that. So this episode, I love this episode because there was a lot of throwback. Uh, I'm trying to think how to put it. A lot of visual th- and and audio throwbacks. Sure. Because making all the stuff feel old. So everything looked like it was made in our 1980s. So it would fit right in with the Empire uh a New Hope, Empire Strikes Back era of technology that they had. Yeah, they're not they're not trying to update the technology to like no because you know science fiction today has a, has a much more updated look than Star Wars does. Star Wars looks like what they thought science fiction might look like in the seventies, uh, and right. I guess when they rebooted the the Star Wars franchise and they started doing the new stuff, they could have just said, "All right, well let's let's update the graphics now," but they're keeping the continuity, and I like I do like that a lot. Yeah, so that was really, really cool that everything still looked 1980s-esque, 
But there was also so much foreshadowing in this episode, uh, bridging the gap between Return of the Jedi and uh, The Force Awakens. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we so, definitely get uh, we get some connections. There's some connections that are kind of left up for us to debate. I think we will get some answers, some we might not. Um, but there, I've, I've already seen there are some people kind of debating what, what the whole laboratory was and what they were doing there. Okay. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's so, so I did like it. it. Originally when I, when, when I first watched it at six o'clock this morning, um, I thought it was a good episode. It definitely wasn't as exciting and enthralling as I felt last week's episode was. Right. And we also talked that we didn't think we were going to see Ahsoka this episode. Yeah. We thought for sure there was going to be another episode until Ahsoka. Uh, and also, uh, this episode, as I tweeted out very early in the morning, was directed by Carl Weathers. Sure was. So, Chappie Sinclair uh, directed another episode. What was his name in uh, the... Billy Madison, the golf. Oh, oh, that was uh, Chubbs, Chubbs Peterson. Chubbs, yes. <laughs> so it's a great throwback right there. <laughs> <laughs> so he actually directed this one, which I thought was pretty funny, and uh, I thought he had great. Interesting. I thought, yeah, I thought he did a great. Now, I don't know how much you know as far as making a movie when it comes to a director, but like there was a lot of scenes that were also like CGI scenes, like the uh, when the X wings or sure. the uh, the pot, not the X-Wings, TIE but fighters. the the TIE Fighters. When the TIE Fighters were taken off and all that stuff. Do you think he said we need to make sure that these are the same ones with the wings that open up? Or do you think that was like I'm going to go Dave ahead and Filoni? guess that they have a certain set of continuity. And like, I don't know that Carl Weathers has anything to do with it. I'm sure Dave, Dave, if anyone, it's Dave Filoni that's kind of keeping track of the nerd stuff. I mean, this is just me okay. guessing. I could be completely okay. wrong. Um, but Dave seems like the guy who would be the, like the kind of the, the chronicler, the keeper of the, of the knowledge. Um, although John Favreau has a lot of star Wars knowledge too, but I don't think it would be Carl Weathers, but I think there's gotta be someone on set, some sort of, you know, there's gotta be a position on set for someone to keep track of. All right. What is the equipment of the era? We need to make sure it's, you know, have, has the same continuity throughout. So, yeah, because I'm like, okay, probably someone who works at Hasbro. (laughs) <laughs> there you go. Yes. Yeah, a VP of uh, product placement That's at right. Hasbro yeah. is definitely there somewhere. <laughs> uh, yeah, because I was just wondering, like, how much... Because every episode is directed by a different person. So I was just curious as to how much you thought that the directors actually had input-wise into each episode, or if the scripts basically just write themselves and the directors are just like, yeah, I don't know. move the camera a little to the right, move I, it a little I, to I the left. I thought about the same thing, because, again, it doesn't seem like the problem we had with the movies where we have too many cooks in the kitchen. It seems like one artistic vision with several kind of palettes that they're brushing with. Yeah. You know? So I'm yeah. not getting this disjointed feeling like I got when we were watching the sequel trilogy where we have these, you know, this one thought line and then they all seem like they're on the same page and they're all kicking the ball the same direction. Um, they might just have, I mean that every episode definitely has a different feel to it. Uh, oh, yeah. and I think that kind of reflects the, the director's choices. Um, I, I would imagine the director is there more for, you know, this is how I envision the scene. This is how I want you to perform this. I don't know. That's that's my guess. I don't know a whole lot about the film world. Okay. So, but again, All right. 
that's mm-hmm. that's my layman's uh, sort of estimation yeah, as to it. Sure. Okay. So th- I was thinking the same thing. I was thinking somewhere along those lines as well. So I just want to know if you knew any more than I did. Maybe Doug will know more. Yeah. Doug seems to know everything about everything. Yeah, Doug, so get us up, knows. man. Yeah, Doug. Let us come know. on. All right, so that was the first couple of scenes. Then he flies into Navarro, so we're back on Navarro. Yeah, they're not going to Corvus because the fish people fixed his ship with, <laughs> with nets. nets and wires, <laughs> and somehow that's not going to make him back to Corvus. Hmm. So, uh, yeah, they, they limp back to Navarro, which is all of a sudden the nicest place on Earth. Well, Very happy, very festive. Yes. there's They've got... They, they turned the bar into a school. The bar is now a school. They have like people frolicking in the in the streets. They've got a thriving market scene. Yep. But did you see there was a couple of little things that I noticed? There's uh, still some Jawas running around, uh, still trying to, you know, work a good deal. And then there was uh, also a statue of IG-11 in oh, the in the courtyard. Yeah, I didn't see that. That's really sweet. Yeah, as they uh, as they walk past, it's not like focused on, but it's just there in the background, so you got to check it out. Wow. Um. So yeah, so a little statue to IG Eleven. Uh, at first, I thought maybe it was like, like the actual IG Eleven, but then. See, so though they just took his. They just took his body and kind of propped it up. And just propped it up, yeah. But he was blown the smithereens, so it was it was a statue in homage to IG Eleven. So that was pretty cool. Um, so we do that. We see Cara Dune. She goes down into what used to be the armorer's coven. Yeah. Yeah. And there are some, uh, uh, what's it called? Aqualishes down there. Yeah. The, uh, the original, very awkward aliens that we see in, uh, the cantina in episode four that yes. every single child among us saw and went, he's got a butt for a face. <laughs> <laughs> butt face. Yeah. Uh, um, so yeah, so they're down there. They're some, uh, whatever seedy little individuals and they call Cara Dune the marshal. Yeah. So first of all, they, they try and chop the ferrets head off. Yes. Or the weasel, whatever he is. The weasel ferrets. Whatever space the space ferret. ferret. Yeah. yeah. He's, yeah. he's adorable and ugly all at the same time. How all dare the same. They? He needs a bath and you think once you give him a bath, he'll be a cute little ferret. Just, you just feel like you could fix him, you know? Yes, most um, definitely. But yeah, so again, I feel like it's awesome. It just every episode is kind of treating this Western theme differently. Um, mm-hmm. But again, it's it seems like they're just leaning. They want to remind us every now and then this is a Western. You're in space, yes. but this yep. is a Western. And so like they called they also called uh, Grief Cargra magistrate at one point. So okay. so essentially they're treating the the outer rim territories as the the wild west and they're you know right they, we get all these reinforcements that it's the wild west we get the you know the marshals uh in different areas and the magisters and we get like you know the x-wing f- pilots are essentially the feds that come in and yep you know they're, they're they they want to try and help but the locals don't trust them um yep. and so it's just really a really cool diet like i would have never thought to have just been so literal about it but it, it works. Yes, 100%. 100%. And I do like how, uh, I mean, oh, we don't have to skip to the end yet, but whatever. But the how how there are, like, the X-Wing pilots are trying to be the federales, be the, be the, be the, uh, the uh, sheriffs over everything. Right. But, 
you can tell that they're scraped really thin because yep. we keep seeing the same people. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it's like one sheriff is in charge of, uh, you know, 20 planets yep. or whatever. So uh, the armor was uh, was missing. She was gone. So she went somewhere. Yeah, I was kind of hoping to see her when we saw that Mandalorian symbol coming down on uh, on the coven. I, I thought, oh, man, she's going to pop out and help us out. But no, Cara, yeah. Cara she, she served some justice. She sure did. Yeah. And did you see that the the mythosaur symbol? Did they take it down, or was it just down? I don't know. I it was down. I don't. I didn't see it anywhere. So either they took it down to. But I think maybe that when I think the armorer took it with her when maybe she's setting up a new coven yeah. somewhere else. Yeah, covert. But yes, yeah, so covert. covert. That's the a one. new covert. Right. Yes. Uh, so yeah. So the our uh, Cara Dune kicked some butt. She kicked those Oculus's butt, and then saved the weasel. And was like, go, you're free. And then the weasel's just like following you're him. You're my buddy like, now. Following her. You yeah, saved me. You, you saved me. Um, then we go into the classroom. Yes. So so our boy Kyle lands and they jump out the ship with, with the child. And uh, Grandpa... Uh, <laughs> Grandpa Karga is so excited to see this little guy. He's like, "Where's my green little boy? Where? He's oh, like, you're so cute! Jolly Let me give old you a dollar. Want to sit yep. on my lap? Tell me what you want for Christmas." With his gray goatee. Yep. And uh, they're just very happy to see. And then, of course, we get that seedy looking alien. It always has to be a seedy looking alien. Always a seedy looking alien. And as soon as, <laughs> as. <laughs> As soon as they're walking by and you see him like look back, like, hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know he's a bad guy. You know he's going to do something. I thought he was going to blow up the ship or I thought he was going to kidnap uh, the child or something, Norman. I didn't know what was going on, but you know he was up to no good. Yeah. So luckily we find out that nobody's dead, nobody's blown up, but they do the same thing that they did to the Millennium Falcon, which was they put a tracking device on him. So now they know where he goes. People will never learn. They'll never learn. They will never uh, learn. But yeah, so while while the strange looking fish man is putting a tracking device on the Razor Crest, uh, they take a brief jaunt over to <clears throat> the one ta- the one uh, building schoolhouse. Yes. Uh, where the protocol <laughs> droid is teaching about hyperspace routes. I don't know yeah, if you caught so exactly <laughs> what they were talking about there. <laughs> she was th- she talked about the five major trade routes in the in the galaxy. Yeah. Uh, the taxation of the trade routes is what started episode one of Star That's Wars right. movies, was the, the fact the, that it was the, the taxation. Yeah, the Federation of, uh, what was it? Ah, I forget the name of the, the Trade Federation. The Trade Federation. The Trade, yeah. yeah. Um, so the, they did mention two trade routes, uh, the Carillion Way and the uh, Hydean, Hydean Way, which was from Clone Wars. Okay. Um, so they mentioned those two. Also, she was a protocol droid uh, teacher. She reminds us of the New, Repu- the New Republic's rotating capital world as well. So in this era, the capital rotates, and it's on uh, Chandrila, something like that. Yeah. The home world of former Rebel Alliance leader and current Chancellor Mon Mothma. Mon Mothma, what a gal. And she also utters the immortal, many Bothians died, which is this line from Return of the Jedi. So uh, she talks all about that. So it's pretty cool. Wow. you were, I, I did not pay that close attention to that. That was. Yeah. I did some research. Okay. Even even after watching it twice, I still had to like see what other people said about it. I got it. you. So uh, 
And then by the time the Force Awakens starts, the capital will be Hosan Prime, which is destroyed Hosnian by Starkiller Base. Right, yeah. Hosnian Prime, yeah. yes. Which was then... Okay. So, that was... And, and that scene is awesome. More comedy from our good buddy Norman over here over my shoulder. Yeah, the space macarons. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he sits down and he's like, hey, I want a cookie. No. And he looks at the kid. He's like, meh. The kid's like, no. So, uh, of course, what do you do? I was afraid he was going to start. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. I was like, this I is about to go sure, a really dark place. I thought for sure he was going to Cara Dooner and start giving her, giving uh, the kid the, the old uh, force choke. But instead, he just takes the cookies. Uh, uh, good for him, man. You know, using the force, with, just with grab the cookies. With great power comes great responsibility. But, <laughs> but with right. it should also come great blue space cookies. Great blue space cookies. So that should be our next Bantha Milk. Should be uh, somebody should make us some blue cookies. Or we could just get some some blue macarons and some milk with blue coloring in it. And do some cookies and milk. There you go. I'll be sounds so like a plan that. to me. It's I'm coming in. up on the on the holiday season. We need something cozy. Yes, we need some some blue milk and some blue macaroons, That's and we'll right. be del- it'll be delicious. Um, okay, so fun little scene, in, and then he. Uh, Kyle says, once again, wherever I go, he goes. Yeah, he really likes this kid. He likes They're this buddies. kid a lot. They're, they are and, good buddies. And this is, again, of course, our our one our time every episode we get to like get some action. It's like, all right, what are we doing now that's going to move the plot forward? Here we go. Right? Here we go. So like, all right, leave leave the baby here because we can't have good action scenes uh, if we have while to you're holding onto a little puppet. Yep. Right, and then let's go to this random uh, imperial base that has not been uh, abandoned, and we're wondering why. And so they they meet their buddy Mithral from yep. episode one, the fish boy, from the fish boy from episode one, Horatio Sands. And, yeah, so I was I was happy to see Horatio Sands again. He was a good. Uh, lighter comedic oh, yeah. comedy to it you know like whiny little like oh i don't want to go in there okay well then you're gonna uh burn in lava okay i'll come with yep um it was also cool for, he, to find out about his humidity vest he's clearly a aquatic species uh, yes and the reason he's able to stay above water i guess is because he's wearing a vest and then as soon as he sees mando he like psh, releases a bunch of it yeah a bunch of steam releases out of his neck yeah. which is pretty cool he also talked about how he he still couldn't see very well out of his left eye from being Hiber- locked in carbonite sickness. That's right. Yes, which is what we also saw another throwback to Han Solo. Yes, indeed. So it was very cool that we got that. Um, and then uh, so as they're going through the station, you know, finding bad guys here and there. It was there was a two good bad guys falling gags. Yes. Well, as soon it. as they showed me that pit of lava. I was like, someone's <laughs> falling in that pit of lava. That's, someone's falling in there. They're, they're not showing they're, us a pit of lava and not throwing somebody down there. That's right. If you're going to show us a monster, somebody's going to fall into the monster. Oh, if you're yeah. going to show us lava, they're going in lava. Oh, yeah. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Kyle flies up when they're trying to get into the doorway, and uh, he throws somebody right off the edge. 
Then they take the elevator up, and he's already standing up there. He's like, I beat you. Yeah, and of course he's standing uh, over a body. He's, You know he's just standing there waiting for them. Like, I'm going to stand yeah. right over this body until they get here so they see my work. <laughs> like, I like did it, this, uh, guys. <laughs> like when you're when your dog or your cat brings in That's like right. a mouse from outside and they're so proud of it. Look what I have. Yep. He's like, look what I did. I killed all these guys we know, while you we were know, trying Mando, to open up the door. You kill people. We get it. Yes, we get it. You kill bad guys. Uh, so then they're running around inside and then uh, Horatio Sands had a great line when he was had to go round the small little uh, not. There was no uh, handrail platform with no handrail. Yeah. Which was a great throwback to uh, Family Guy's Star Wars special. Yep. In the Family Guy Star Wars special. I don't care about the insurance and the health and dental. I want a freaking handrail. Is it too much to ask for a handrail? I didn't think about that. I haven't seen that episode in a while. That's a great That's a great throwback right there. Yeah. So, they. I mean, they're pulling things left and right, yeah, Dave Filoni sure. and, uh, and John Favreau are. So, that was fun. Yeah, but then uh, so so we go from in that they they kind of break in, um, mm-hmm. and then we're getting just I got vibes of like that you know the break in uh, episode from last season where they were with Bill Burr and them kind of going through just yeah, kind of methodically the... making their way through the base, uh, and like but you also said, notice it, it wasn't it wasn't nearly as well choreographed as. Uh, the other Mandalorians. Yeah, last no. Week. Last week we had you know just death. Any time there was movement. This time it was it was a little shakier than that. But uh, this is where things started to real push forward because this is where it went from just goofy side quests to oh this actually matters. Yes. Right. Because uh, we, yes, we push into a room with a bunch of blue liquid in it. Uh, and we have clearly some folks wanting to hide some secrets by destroying a computer. Uh, yeah. So when he first started shooting the computer, I thought at first I thought he's such a bad shot that he couldn't even handle the gun. Yeah. And instead of aiming at them, he was like, oh, psh, psh. but then I realized he was trying to destroy the computer on purpose because they didn't want anybody getting the information out of the computer. Yep. So I was like, oh, OK. So now my question for you is, what do you think they were doing here? Well, funny you should ask, because I think they were doing one of your favorite things whatsoever. Uh, their patch on their arm was the same thing as Dr. Pershing's. Sure was. Which was the cloning, same patch as the clone people in whatever episode. Camino, episode Caminos, two. yes. Episode two. And they were talking about the M count. They sure were. Which M count could be short for everybody's favorite Metachlorians, oh, which yeah. everybody wanted to get away from. I love that they included it as a hint, like M count. Oh, you know what this means, but they couldn't bring themselves to say they couldn't the whole say word. It. <laughs> They're like, you know what it is. We know what it is, but we don't want to say what it is. We don't want to say Can we just it? come to an agreement here that we're going <laughs> to leave this here with M count and let it be? <laughs> so now... We're going back around in circles again with possibly how the force works. So in episodes one, two, and three, it was all about the metachlorines, and then everybody hated that. So then when they did episodes seven, eight, and nine, they didn't really mention it. It just became like a spiritual thing instead. But now we're back to 
They needed to get the M count out of a Force-sensitive creature so that they could make Force-sensitive clones, which kind of look like they could be Snoke's in there and they're trying to make a better Snoke for Palpatine. So once again, this is the foreshadowing for episode seven, eight and nine. Right. But now they're throwing it back to the Metachlorine. It is so. really cool to see that this little kind of story. And I knew it was going to be this way. And I think some people will be upset about it because there are going to be plenty of people who want this to be its own isolated thing, um, which is fine. It should. It, and I think it will be too, but it is cool to see how this is tying in to kind of the larger store star Wars story. And so this little story, it's like all the, all the, it feels like all of the best star Wars stories that have come out recently are about the little stories that contributed to the big story. Like rogue yes. one, you know, rogue one was about that little story that contributed to our, our major story. And that rogue one is one of a lot of people's favorite uh, star Wars movies. Uh, and the Mandalorian, I think is one of the best things to happen to star Wars in years. Uh, and here it is just kind of helping push along the main movies uh, from a different point of view. Um, yeah. So it's just, it's a really cool thing. I, I tend to think that, I mean, there, there are a lot of different schools of thought out there as to what they're doing. There are some people who think that maybe uh, Juan Carlos Esposito's character is trying to get the force for himself. Uh, I don't know that that's, I, I do think you're right with the Camino in thing on their arms and all the, you know, they're talking about getting the blood and stuff and a host body. I think they're trying to, work on either Snoke or Plague Plagueis or not Plagueis uh right. Palpatine. The Palpatine. Um, yeah. Um because you got to figure this is years after maybe 5 or 6 years after he died so um I don't know cuz he made Snoke, right? So but but when we go to Exegol we see all these tubes with extra Snokes and so I don't know it's just very it can be really anything yeah. but I I'm thinking we're we're working clones here. I think so. Oh, most definitely. Most definitely working clones. And then, uh, you know, we see that and they talk about how they need more blood from the patient or whatever they, they call called it. The donor. The donor. Yeah. Yes. They need more blood from the donor because they used up all the samples that they had. Yeah. Um, so, you know, that they're taking his blood. Now, whether the M count are metachlorines in his blood or maybe it's mayonnaise, maybe, maybe it's maybe, mayonnaise maybe in his, his blood. Mayonnaise count. Yeah, so he probably has very high cholesterol yeah. because he has a lot of mayonnaise in in his blood. So. Well, he had all those deviled eggs last week. He sure did. Yeah, he, he must. And have now had a lot this of week, all those blue cookies. That's right. So all he's doing is eating. He's doing a lot of eating. And also, uh, on a side note, the flamethrower not used at was all. not used again. Yeah, two wow. episodes in a row, not used at all. That is so, that is a real uh, letdown, Kyle. So I think next week it's just going to be 37 minutes of just a flamethrower right. going. <laughs> Anytime someone so much as look as looks at him wrong, he's just going to whip yeah. that flamethrower flamethrower out. Um, another reason that uh, I think that it could be Snoke or Snoke's in those blue tubes, mm -hmm. if you listen to the music that was playing, it was the same music that was playing when they met Snoke in episode seven wow, or eight it was okay. the same exact music yeah so they uh they pulled that out also um all right so then we see all that they 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 uh then they oh so then they see the the uh message from dr pershings and kyle says i have to go get the kid because now he knows he left the kid alone and he knows that people are looking for the kid yep 
Yeah, so, I guess they didn't realize that per, uh, that uh, Moff Gideon had gotten away last time. They figured he crash right. landed and died, but he didn't. So he he's didn't because like, there's no explosion. Yeah, of course. And if there's no explosion, uh, he should know better. He, he, he Kyle's usually pretty good about double tapping, so it's a little strange mm-hmm. that he didn't. But yeah, so he jetpacks back to town, and they go, "All right, we got to get out of here." So Kara finds the big old dump truck and just <laughs> just hauls herself off a cliff in it. That's right. So it, this is a very cool uh, chase scene. I like this chase scene a lot. It was. Uh, good action, good uh, CGI, great graphics. Yeah, and the, the um, use of the old sound effects for the speeder bikes, too, like that whining, yep. screaming sound, uh, was uh-huh. so nostalgic. And it gave me and, super Shadows of the Empire vibes because yes. uh, that uh, one episode, or the one uh, g- his level in Shadows of the Empire where you're riding on the speeder bikes and you got to uh, chase down the swoop gang and smash them into the the sides of the walls and stuff. Yeah, definitely gave me Shadows of the Empire vibes. Yes, uh, it was awesome. Uh, a lot of fun. I did like, uh, so apparently maybe it's it's not the Stormtroopers' fault. Maybe it's just the bad equipment that they can't hit anything. Maybe. Because uh, Carl Weathers was having a hard time trying to shoot everybody as well uh, using, using that Imperial stuff that he was using. But the... Uh, the ship looked really cool that they were that she was flying. The one thing that I didn't like, Carl Weathers and Gia Caranta had a lot of cheesy action hero yeah, lines. For sure. I and I actually well, I watched it a second time tonight when I got home with Peggy because she hasn't watched it. And I, I legitimately said to her, like, they're giving her a lot of really corny lines like yeah like when she backed up and opened her what are you waiting for an invitation like yeah really and it was like hurry up uh, you know like both of both of them are the most impatient people in the world they're, they're making this like a uh, fish guy break into everything and they're like come on hurry up let's go what are you waiting for yep. and he's like give me a second you know like you guys don't know how to do this so you have to be a little patient yep. but yeah a lot of cheesy like what are you waiting for an invitation and come on let's go and then at one point she's like, "What are you doing back there?" And Carl Weathers was like, "Oh, you want to you want to shoot thing? it? Yeah. yeah, yeah. You come back here and shoot it." Like, uh So I didn't like that. No, I didn't like that. That, that was, definitely was a little cheesy for my taste. A little cheesy. It was very uh, like cartoonish yeah. that way. Um, but whatever. The the chasing was fun. I did like uh, when <laughs> the two bikers split and one went on each side, and Cara Dune looked to the right, and she was just like, "Watch this." Yep. And just smashed him right into the wall. Yeah, and she gave no like choice. a smirk and a smile. No chance. <laughs> and the guy that was at the end who was about to throw the bomb down inside, yep. he was so slow. Like, like at that point, don't oh, you think you would have just thrown the thing and jumped off? Yeah, exactly. Like it took him 20 seconds too long to do that. Yep. Which, And then it took Carl Weathers 25 seconds too long to, to target him. Yep. I'm like, come on already. So, but whatever, it was fun. It was good action sequence. And then I also liked uh, the mythosaur was like, we're almost there as there's three TIE fighters chasing them. Yeah. Like, what were they going to do when they get into town? Then the TIE fighters are just going to well, light point, up the town. I, my thought was by that point, they'll be in the green zone, which is totally safe, according to them. Right. Um, so I don't know. Right. But 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 but, but it, Tie Fighters following them. <laughs> the, lucky for them, it's Star Wars, and they know that every episode they get at least two de- Deus Ex Machinas. 
Yep. Um, and here we have Kyle in a miraculously very quickly fixed razor crest come in. Super fixed. And just yeah. destroy. Man, like they, they turn the razor crest into a Mandalorian, basically. Like, hey, yeah. you know how overpowered your armor is? Let's do this to your ship now. To your ship as well. Uh, so much so, so that very... they, they made uh, little Norman literally toss his cookies. Oh, how about Norman when he put his hands up? He was like he's on a roller coaster. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. It was amazing. Um, also, the TIE fighters, did you see the guy was like spinning the knob like they did yes, in, in A New Hope? Absolutely. And uh, all those sound effects were the same sound effects from like A New Hope and stuff. So they definitely repurposed all the sound effects. So that was really, really cool. Absolutely. And I did like them doing all that stuff. But uh, yeah, so little Norman had a great time until he had too much fun. And then the blue cookies came back out again. Yeah. Um, And then... uh. So then he he defeats the bad guys because, of course, somebody has to come by and save the day for you. So yep. this time it was Mando saving the day. Blows up all three of them. It was really cool. We talked about it last week about the special effects and how good they are yeah, for man, a TV that, that show. That dogfight sequence was awesome. Yeah. Like movie quality dogfight sure. sequence. Sure. Like so good. Um, so it was awesome. I think it's because they're using the... Uh, the video game engine, yeah, um, the Unreal Engine, engine yeah. Right? Is that what they're using? Unreal? Yeah, yeah, Unreal Engine, yeah. That's yeah. So it's like everything's already built for them. They're basically Dave Filoni just has his uh, PlayStation. That's right. And he's like, let's see. <laughs> I think I can do this. You know, whatever. He's got the best job, uh, man. I want that job. He does have the best job. So that was cool. But then, then, so the whole episode. And it was only a 35-minute episode again, so we talked about that. I don't, I don't think, you know, we're never getting anything better than that. Yeah. Um, but another, so the episode, 20-something minutes of it was all this fight scene. Then the last, like, four minutes, they throw so much information at you in the last four minutes. Yep. You're just like, whoa. And it, then it seemed like a little rush to me. Like, they're like, okay, we want to get the rest of this stuff into this episode so here we go. Boom, boom, boom. And then we're moving on. Yeah. You know, and I'm like, no, like, stop. But uh, so, yeah, so we see after he saves the day, you know, he's like, I'm out. I got to go find some person that I never heard of before. Ahsoka something or other, whatever. I don't know who this person is. And uh, so uh, Carl Weathers is like, sure. Well, you know, anytime you want to come back, we'll be here. Mm. And uh, so he leaves and then they go. Onto this giant imperial uh, star cruiser ship, whatever you want to call it. Well, do you know what it was called? It kind of looked like Spaceball One, just a little smaller. It did look like Spaceball One, yeah. that's for sure. It kept going. Um, but then some uh, captain or whatever she was, she talks to that seedy guy. So we see the little alien guy again. And he, knew he, he was up to no good. find out that, that he planted a uh, tracking device on the Razor Crest. So then she goes, and we finally see Grief Karga, and he comes out, and he's like... No, not or Grief Moff Karga, Gideon, Moff Gideon, I mean, there you go. Moff Gideon, and he's like, yeah, that's right, I'm back. You thought you got rid of me. And he's also and, surrounded uh, by what looked like, I'd imagine, some sort of battle droid. Yes, like super battle droids. Yep. Like, uh, uh, let's see, where's... Uh, Imperial... Oh. I didn't write down what type of battle droids they were. That's funny. I thought I did. But yeah, so people are saying like dark battle droids, which are from deep cuts from like RPG, like from uh, from like Star Wars board games and stuff like that. 
Uh, but then they also had the person working on them had a symbol of the Imperial Department of Military Research making, here it is, dark troopers. I knew I wrote it down. Okay. So they're making dark troopers, wow. which uh, looks like he's about to take a new clone, not clone, new, new troopers, new uh, robot troopers into battle. Well, when you're dealing with Mandalorians, you're going to need something with a little more uh, oomph. Yeah, because we all know that uh, stormtroopers can't shoot, that's so you true. need something that's going to be a better targeter than that. And of course, they leave us on that—that that cryptic note of "We, uh, I might not have you now, but I'll get you next time, mm-hmm. Inspector." I'm going to follow you, and exp- <laughs> we'll get you next time. So I did—I did find it interesting. I never knew, but I found out today. You know when he ha- he has that pen, the code thing to to open the doors. Right. A lot of like the captains and generals and whatever in the Imperial, they always have those little like silver things in their in their uniform, right? And that's what they are. They're all those encryption codes. Yeah, so I didn't know that that's what they were before. I thought they just had, they just like to keep pens in their in there in case they need to write now something down. It's a beautiful thing. Now we know. So yeah, so that's all the notes that I have. Yeah, that was, it was an excellent episode. Um, again, it was a more intimate sort of smaller scale. Uh, story than last episode but it it had implications in the in the bigger picture um mm-hmm. so I, I thought it was a great episode it was uh it was fun it, maybe not as good as the last episode but uh it at least three of the four episodes so far this season have been just great episodes yes i think if last episode was a four at first, I would have given this one like a three, but now I'm thinking it's like a three point five right. because of all of the foreshadowing that they now ha- that I realized was in this one. Right. Um. So I think it's it's cool. Like they told us that we were going to, uh, find some tie-ins to the Force Awakens and to the to the final three, and I think this is this was definitely the start of, right. if not. The only scene, if this is the only one, then at least we have some good tie-ins to, to what's coming up next. Yeah, and like, but you, this is definitely the start. Like of it. you mentioned, now I think we have seen everything from the trailers. Like yes. just finally, every I feel like every episode we find a few more. Uh, but yeah. yeah, that scene where they jumped off the uh, cliff in the speeders was definitely in the trailer. And all the uh, them inside of the Imperial base, we were like, oh, right. they're inside of an Imperial base, right. but where? So, so that was it. Jumping off the speeders, the, uh, going down and. I'm watching it with Trey, and he goes, they're not very good on their bikes. Like, as yeah. they're going down the cliff. Two of them slam into them. each other. <laughs> Fiery slam, yeah. too. Like, when I was a kid, I, I had a, I had a three-wheeler, like an ATV, and we had a, we there's a whole bunch of us. We'd go three-wheeling and four-wheeling and stuff like that all over the place. And, uh, but never, and we ran into each other a couple of times. Like, I bent an axle and, and things like that, and got knocked off my bike once or twice, but never did it explode into a fiery explosion like that. So, well, maybe, uh, maybe they need to drop a truck on it like they did to our poor guy Mithril's <laughs> uh, speeder. Was that my speeder? Yeah, buddy. It sure was. <laughs> yes, it was. It, it isn't sure anymore, was. but it sure was. It sure was. It's now, <laughs> it's now just scrap metal yep. right now. Scrap metal yes. and, and just, oil <laughs> squeezed out of it oh boy Just crushed and then oil. and then i think the last thing that we we see that we haven't talked about is uh the the cop now right kind of taking a report oh yeah right he was oh, yeah. he was taking a, a a statement from grief carga and then he talked to gina carano about 
just kind of his experience and he fought in the Alderaan campaign and he leaves his little shiny medal with her. Yeah. Uh, and I like grief Garga. He was like, uh, he was like, I don't know. Maybe somebody did it. I don't know who did it. I couldn't tell you. Like, he's like, leave, leave me alone. I'm not giving you any information. Stitches get stitches. I don't like you. <laughs> stitches get stitches. And then even Cara Dune, who you can see there's now like a lighter side to Cara Dune. Sure. She's not all about violence because she's feeding that weasel ferret thing. Sure. And then uh, another dumb thing to ask somebody, oh, you're from Alderaan? Yes, did you, I was. I was from Alderaan. Did you lose anyone? <laughs> no. Nah. My didn't whole know family. There. Yeah, my whole family and all my friends. We we're all on vacation on Tatooine when they decided to blow it's it up. So thing. no, I don't. It was a beautiful thing. Uh, yeah, I lost everybody. Yeah. So I was like, oh, come on. Like, why would you ask somebody that? That's like, oh, uh, yeah, whatever. Just a dumb question. Yeah. Just a bad question to ask somebody. Um, so yeah, so that was, that was interesting. And then I don't know. Here's like, you're, you're obviously a good fighter. You should join us. And she's like, Nope, I'm not a follower, but yet she was in the, in the rebel before. I guess, so. I guess we need to learn a little more about her story and what happened. Yes. Maybe we need, we need some backstory or, or else knowing star Wars, they'll make, you know, like a tie in comic book series with her. I was going to say, we're going to read the Cara Dunes, uh, three book series that's right where we find out about her that's training right. and her shock trooper days and all that good stuff yep but yeah so uh great episode a lot of things great happened episode. uh it moved the story forward without being crazy like last episode yes. there was a lot to digest i think there was a good amount to digest this time but it it, it managed to move the episode forward while keeping a more intimate storyline which is great um, yes. but that's, that's, I think all we have, we're interested to know, uh, what you have and what you saw. And if you caught anything we did not see, right. Yeah. If we, if we missed something, let us know what we missed. Yeah. At Bantha milk podcast uh, at gmail.com. That's right. Or on Email Facebook us, or on Instagram, Facebook or Twitter, or Twitter even. even send us, mention us in all of those. And Hey, even, I think we have some pictures on Pinterest somewhere. I don't and know. And we have know, a, but we have a website, don't we? We do have a website, BanthamMilkPodcast.com. Hit us up on there as well. That's right. Um, so yeah, so we got all kinds of uh, all kinds of stuff now. To next week's episode, episode of five of the season, will be directed by Dave Filoni himself. The man, the myth, the legend. So everybody is assuming, and by everybody, I mean everybody. Like no matter who you talk to, my cat right here. Your cat was already told me that if Dave Filoni's directing it, then oh my, uh, you lost your you lost your headphones. Yep. If Dave Filoni's directing it, then we definitely are going to see Ahsoka Tano. Yeah, I'm almost positive we'll see Ahsoka next week. Uh, but it'll be Black Friday. It'll be after Thanksgiving. You don't know. Maybe they're trying to throw us a loop. Maybe it'll be a big old surprise. They'll pull a switcheroo. You never know. <laughs> you um, never know. But make sure you check us out. Tell your friends. Share us Please. on your social media. Uh, share us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, we know that Star Wars fans flock together. So talk, uh, talk to your fellow nerd friends and say, hey, there's this great uh, podcast. Uh, and if you listen to them, uh, they won't send you money. But they will uh, banter at you for a whole long time. Sure right? will. So, we love to banter. So please tell your friends. So, yes, please tell your friends. Please have them listen. Join in on the conversation with us. Send us an email. I feel like if 
I feel like if you listen to us, it's like listening to your two friends talk about Star Wars. And that's us. We're your two friends. We're your buddies. So your pals. We're your, your buddies. So send us an email. Let us know how what, what it's like to be friends with us and how cool we are and uh, what you think about Star Wars. And and uh, we'll talk about it on our show. Yeah. Because so, that's what we do. So uh, check it out next week. We're, we're just chugging forward. You can be sure that we're going to have some holiday episodes coming out uh, to you soon, right? Um, yes. But if unless Rob has anything else to add, I do believe that we have spoken. We have spoken.